for 75 years, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport has been serving quality meals from their family to yours. You know, back in the day when I worked at the Pizza House, John Land told me one time that nobody could cut a tomato better than Ralph Gray. Said he used every single part of the tomato and wasted nothing. So I would assume that they're still cutting tomatoes pretty darn good at Gray's and, and also, you know, they cut their hand-cut steaks and they've got fantastic catfish dinners and tenderloins and as Gary and Chip and Dave will attest, fantastic cheeseburgers that we have taken part in many, many times. As Steve Anderson says it on the trading post back in the day on WAKO, 618-945-9501, Let the Gray family cook for your family today. Since 2002, People's State Bank has supported Lawrence County and served their financial needs in four different locations. Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. Stacy Moore, our fellow Saluki and his staff are so happy to help you. And, and just like they help youth sports and 4-H events, they've sponsored Pack the Place. And, well, now they're helping out with this podcast, and we truly appreciate their sponsorship. All kind of financial needs. Whatever you need, just go see the folks at People State Bank. Again, it's in Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. For all your financial needs, go see People State Bank. If you're looking for insurance, we hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. You know, we hear all the time about Detroit-style pizza, Chicago, New York. Well, there's nothing better than Bridgeport-style pizza, and the place to get that is Tyler Griffin's Pizza House right there across from the football field in Bridgeport. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, 4 to 9. You can pick up a pizza or have one delivered right to your door for your convenience, especially when it's this cold outside. And this month, you are in for a treat. You know, their employees pick a specialty pizza of the month every every month. And this time, it is the Western Barbecue Pizza. Now, listen to this. It's got barbecue sauce, hamburger, onions, cheese, gourmet onion rings on top. Stop the presses. you got to call 945-3663 and try one of these babies out. Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Welcome to another episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. 
the writers, directors, producers, and, well, do everything for this show is Mr. David King. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Dave, good to see you, man. We are yeah. uh, live together via Zoom, so I'm looking at these guys on a computer screen. And next on that computer stream is Mr. Gary Emmons. Hello, hello, everybody. And last but not least, the co-creator of this show, Mr. Chip Jamerson. Hey, Brian. I just wanted to mention that it's good that Illinois has sports back now. I watched some junior high volleyball. My daughter's part of that this week. But I know one school not having junior high volleyball this week is Red Hill Junior High. So I just want to make sure I got that in at some point in the show. Why? Because <laughs> they don't have volleyball. Oh, because we don't have it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that whole uh... need that we need that feeder program. That's right. We're going to have the – we, we'll fund that program as long as you wear our podcast logo on the back of your jersey. Sitting in as our as our assistant producer tonight uh, is my son, Sam. Hello, Sam. You can say hello. Hey, Sam. What's going on, everybody? There we go. Hey, before we get to this week's episode um, – I'm not even going to announce what this week's episode is, although I guess by the time you get to this point, you've read it on the screen. But uh, let's go with who won the PE episode. And the winner is... Who wants to go first, guys, and say who won the PE episode? I'll go. Um, I'm giving my award to the K56 Center pegboard climbers. Oh, um, so I am not the recipient of Dave's award. This <laughs> me either. Uh, we mentioned, uh, I mentioned uh, Jeremy Jackman, James Hughes, Tommy Halfacre. I think we speculated that Joel Weimer. We, yeah, we, sure. we figured Joe Weimer was going to maybe able to climb this thing. Um, like Rodney Roderick posted on, posted on the Facebook page. He might've got halfway up, um, which is a lot better than I got. <laughs> so uh, hats off to anybody. If I, you know, if I didn't mention your name, anybody that could climb that monstrosity, um, hats off to you. You win, you win the episode. I have to mention that Rodney also said that uh, Matt McCullough after it, it took him some time, but Matt McCullough did, I, he succeeded on the pegboard wow. after a year of kudos to Matt if he pulled that four, off. I, if you want to, so. Matt's back in I think episode three. If you want to hear more about Matt McCullough, you can dial back and listen to that. Especially, I, I give major props to Matt because you know I think we speculated that you needed a certain body type to be able to do that more easily. Yeah. And Matt would not have Matt, Matt would not have been in that uh, in that body type. So he's determined though. If he if he did it. Great job. Gary Emmons, who won the PE episode? My MVP is Tim Kerr. All right. Tim and one of our, uh, my freshman year. And, uh, Another great body type. And then in, in a volleyball game, we had one senior who was kind of picking on several people. And Tim is a sophomore, but he was bigger than everybody else in the whole class. Stood up to that, to that senior and kind of, uh, you know, defended everybody. And it was kind of nice to see the senior get knocked on his ass. That was nice. So thanks, Tim. Good job, Tim. Chip Jamerson. You know, I'm, I think I'm going to go with J.J. Gentry. I knew that's he, what you were going to go. 
That's the story I put on the Facebook page when previewing this episode. JJ was a senior in 1989, and he hadn't hadn't given up yet. He didn't have the senior eye. Just throughout PE class, he was so determined in those kill ball games and gave every ounce of effort. So, and some funny stories. Did, Dave, did you have a JJ Gentry dodgeball story too that was separate than mine? Or oh yeah, he okay. And it reminded me, I got got to watching the Goldbergs on Hulu the last week, and they they had the exact same thing on there. It happened to the happened to Adam, the little kid on there. Basically, got thrown so hard that the ball basically just kind of embedded it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got so basically that same thing happened to me. The ball basically okay. just kind of stuck to me, and then. Uh, so you were the direct recipient of JJ's dodgeball yeah. prowess, whereas <laughs> Jason Inert was the recipient in my story. So yeah, right. clear MVP JJ Gentry. Double double award winner this week, JJ Gentry. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with uh, maybe um, I don't know if he could won or maybe maybe he lost i'm not sure but i'm going to go with the unnamed senior that uh, i saw um the first drug deal that i ever saw happen when he <laughs> sold sold a joint to another uh, another classmate um in my first week at red hill high school and i remember that said drug dealer told the other guy, hey, I'm sorry, but this is a pregnant joint. I had no idea what that meant, so I kind of walked over real slow to look at the joint, and it, it kind of had a big bubble in the middle. So I don't know what that – I've never heard that term since. I've never heard that term in my life. Yeah, but uh, anyway, the, uh, the the unnamed senior that uh, sold an unnamed junior a joint. So, so if that was your first day of school around – or your senior – your freshman year. Freshman year, yeah. Yeah, and you got that, the pregnant joint was a new term you heard. That was probably the exact same day I learned, because I would have been in fifth grade that year. That's the exact same day I heard about Chinese <laughs> slingshots. So <laughs> it didn't make the vocabulary um, on that late August day in 1983. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of things. Hey, uh, before we move on to uh, this week's episode, kind of a little bonus episode that we're doing, I want to say thank you very much to our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant, Andrews Insurance, People. State Bank, and of course, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. We appreciate your support. Let them know that you heard about them right here on the Old School Red Hill Podcast. We would appreciate that. And also appreciate if you'd hit the subscribe button. That lets the uh, advertisers know that people are out there listening each and every week or each and every show, and and we're happy to uh, continue this oral history of Red Hill High School. I'm going to leave it. I was going to say real quick, uh, it was nice, Brian and family, and we went to Gray's Saturday night for dinner last Saturday night. It was good to see some familiar faces and see a crowd in there, and uh, it was really good to see that. And if you didn't see the Facebook, have you seen Tyler's Pizza for the month, the Western Barbecue Pizza? Have you seen Uh, that, baby? I saw the pictures of onion rings on her. Dave, you got to try that. I'm I'm going going to go for that one. Yeah, so Tyler and the Western Barbecue Pizza looks to be fantastic for the month of February. Awesome. Well, and while we're doing some shout outs before we get going, I got to give a shout out to Mike Smith, um, fan of the show, fan of the Facebook page, uh, Brandon and Lance's dad. Um, he sent me a packet of programs and pictures and things that oh, he had nice. collected, sent me wow. a big, a big, however many inches by a big manila envelope full of uh, things that I can just use to look at or that we can use for the show. So a big thank you to Mike Smith for awesome. shipping all That's that cool. to me. Yeah, thanks, Mike. That's that's pretty cool. Um, we are hoping uh, to uh, talk to Stacy this past week, um, and, and we've talked to Juice about it before. 
Um, we're hoping to, if the world gets back to somewhat normal and we have the Brandon Smith uh, scholarship scramble again this year, you never know, there might be a little podcast station going on and we'll talk to a whole bunch of Red Hill graduates all at one time during that day. So uh, stay tuned for that. Gary, why don't you introduce, uh, I guess it's not a shock, like I said, that uh, people read what it's about on the on the uh, podcast banner, but talk about what we're going to do today. Well, let's see, one of, uh, we're going to have the pleasure of doing a little deep dive into the, the history and the story of one David King, one of the co-creators of this show, and uh, David's had a really, really interesting childhood and life, and we're looking to get some more information out of him, and maybe everyone that doesn't know David uh, will learn a little bit more about him today, so we're excited to talk to Dave. Yeah, I hope so. We kind of thought maybe we'd sprinkle throughout the next few weeks in between our regular shows, we'd kind of do some meet-the-host-type shows and uh, let people that listen catch up with, with us, so we're going to do that. Chip, why don't you start this highly in, in interrogative questioning that we'll, we'll throw at Mr. King this evening? Yeah, because it's kind of we're going to talk to some of the great athletes and coaches in Red Hill history throughout this podcast. But there's a more athletes that make up Red Hill that were not the great at mo you know, 95 percent kind of go are kind of unknown Uh no one really remembers a lot about their career. So as we go through and meet the four hosts, um, what we'll varying levels of um, success on the athletic fields and athletic courts. So we're going to start with David King here and let's start with the early years. So you're obviously very into sports. You're wearing a sports Jersey right now. As I look at you on the screen here, tell us about you. You grew up uh, South, South of Bridgeport and now we we've talked about our days at seed school and so forth, neighborhoods, things like that. So you grew up, you know, out in the country, uh, no neighbors, real close to you. And talk about how you kind of got into sports and some of your earliest memories of becoming a sports fan and and playing sports. Probably my earliest sports memory, weirdly enough, and I think I touched on this during the uh, oh, I think maybe the eighty eighty one school year. Uh, recap we did my earliest sports memory is going to a girls game at Red, at, at Red Hill with my grandpa I didn't now I never connected that team to you know being a the successful team you know a right. successful team but that would have been the year that they went to super sectional but that's one of my first memories yep. that was the Jody uh, okay. Jody Moan team sir yeah but it, it would you know yeah, her junior year. That. and then it started going you know started going to Red Hill games after that then um, okay you know that so we had we had the Four, four seats at center court on the, be the what the west side. Yeah, uh, definitely that help. I think that helps build a Red Hill fan is is having those chair back reserve seats as yeah, all yeah. four of us did. And I think that definitely, at least I think it plays a role in becoming a big Red Hill fan, which we'll get into your fandom yeah. as we go. But the first the, the in the first teams that I you know the first like boys team that I remember seeing was like the Chuck Miller, Pat Seed. Um, those guys, those guys, yeah. you know, 80, you know, like 83, 85, yeah. yeah, around in there. Um, one of my, one of my greatest, one of my funniest memories that I'll never forget. I, I idolized Chuck Miller. thought he was awesome. Yeah, um, number 31. And, he could uh, play. Was in, uh, junior pro played junior pro. I think it was my first year, be like third grade or so. And he was like one of the, he was like one of the, guys coaching us that morning and he had this shot from the corner i know this was before the three-point line but i got hot that 
morning for whatever reason. <laughs> I, hit like, I hit like five in a row, like from the like from the. It wouldn't have been the, as deep a corner, you know, right. on the big goals, but it'd been on one of those side goals. He's like, I think we got, I think we got the next Chuck Miller. <laughs> I mean, you saw wow. that in early age. Oh yeah. Well, that's got to be good when your idol says that. <laughs> oh yeah. Like we always, like I grew up, you know, a lot of my childhood, I was near Gary and Brian or, you know, I had, I lived by the Rays. I mean, I had a vast neighborhood of kids that I played with and grew up playing, you know, I guess they call it like Sandlot baseball and in our yards and so forth, or Mike Ray hitting his fly balls out in their backyard. So did you get a chance to play sports with kids a lot as a, other than like playing at Washington school or like did Matt Schrader ever come over? You guys played some ba- baseball or something. How, I want to know how country life's different. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, replaying games in the backyard. Yeah, um, solo. Um, Schrader was. Um, see, I live. We grew up actually down near my grandma and grandpa Schrader. Um, Matt Matt after his parents got divorced moved into town. Was only there you know every other weekend. So when he was around, yeah, we would play. But again, baseball was our favorite sport. But even two guys playing baseball together is really yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you need a whole neighborhood. And being a big yard is really, really, yeah. not, really, not. Not, really not optimal. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, and I'd say my favorite sport growing up was baseball by far. Yep. I mean, I started watching the Cardinals in the '82 season. Um, good season to start. Good, good season, a great season to start. Um, <laughs> But you know and that was my and that's that's still my still my favorite sport to this day. To, you know, professional sport to watch. Yeah. So now, did um, you play? Did you play any minor league or or, or anything in Bridgeport? I played t-ball, um, third and fourth grade years, maybe. Like Parrot, we talked about this privately last week. I, th- I think Parrot Construction, maybe. That's the team I was on. I don't yeah. remember if we were teammates or not, but I was definitely on there. It was, par- was parents something. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. And then second year I was on Sports and Spurs. Uh, Randy oh, yeah. was a was a coach of that. That you know had had a lot of you know had a lot of fun playing playing t ball. Um, is, is that Amanda's dad? Is Randy Amanda yeah. McAdams? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then you know, unfortunately, it didn't. It my glorious baseball career did not uh, progress past the minor league club. Well, okay, that, that's that, that your choice. We, we, <laughs> we talk a lot about little league on this, on this, uh, and we, we've uh, kind of teased a future little league episode before. So obviously the, the move is you play at Sumner T-ball, you play at Bridgeport T-ball, and then you make the move up to the Bridgeport little league or Sumner, if you choose to play there. Um, so you're, you're ready to move up to the little leagues. And um, why didn't it continue? Baseball is your favorite sport. One of the culprits was I did have a late birthday. So fourth grade would have been the first year you would have been eligible to go out. Right. And I didn't, I, for whatever reason, I didn't that year. Yeah, I didn't play my nine-year-old year either. My fr- See, a lot of my friends that started playing the year before, which I couldn't go out. When I went out, it had been during, I think it was between my fifth and sixth grade year. So the between the 85, yeah. 86 the 80, year. The 85 season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which team contracted. Was it? Uh, yeah, the, the Moose contracted. Yeah, the Moose contracted. So all the other little league teams absorbed all the players on those teams absorbed into the current little league team. Right, because Gary was part of that. Yeah. Gary went right. to the Lions. Yeah, because he lost his team, and Justin went to the Lions. Yeah. So uh, the guy out of the people that went out that spring, 
only like three guys made it. Rodney Roderick, Brian Havel, and... And Kelly Tucker. Hey, yeah, Kelly Tucker. Rodney, um, Rodney Roderick, the early leader in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I was... Uh, as I was too old, I couldn't. I was too old to play t-ball at this point. Were you too old um, or too talented? Too talented, probably. <laughs> the guys that were able to play t-ball um, got called up to little league teams throughout the season, as you know, guys couldn't make, you know, couldn't okay. play anymore or whatnot. But I was too old at that point to play that, so that unfortunately. Ended my yeah. And I'm learning something here. I did not realize that the minor leagues was a true minor league system that year. I didn't know we were yeah. calling kids up to yeah. the, the little league. I don't know how many kids got that, got that but I, I, I did hear it happen. <laughs> I'll rant more in the little league episode, but I think it's ridiculous that all those kids got cut that year. I mean, why cut it? I mean, the five... I know a team always had a night off, which was kind of, is kind of nice to have the bye, the bye night every once in a while, but um, I see no reason to cut a team out of the league unless you don't have enough players. If you're having to cut kids, there's right. really no reason to yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, get rid of a team. I mean, it couldn't have been that. And if the Moose didn't want to pay the, they won't pay the hundred dollars or whatever, it would have been 1985 to sponsor. Let's, uh, uh, I'm sure we, that's something. Yeah. I, definitely for the little, I mean, little league episode, somebody will be in there to talk that will know the answer yeah. to that. Why I mean, that? give a call to some more brothers or something. I think they would have sponsored a team if asked. I but, guarantee you that, uh, uh, Gray's Andrews, people, state bank or Tyler Griffin's pizza house would have stepped up and, and helped out with yeah, that. Sponsor. Any of those places would have. So, yeah, I mean, cause you just, you wouldn't see that this, I mean, cause, um, especially like, you, there's still cuts in school sports and things, but like youth sports where you're trying to get kids involved in things. Right, I mean, right. you never see, they make it work somehow that there's a uniform for everybody. So, yeah. So, so Dave, you talked about playing junior pro basketball. Um, yeah. did, did, did you play, you played a little fifth and sixth through seventh and eighth basketball, right? Play, well, played the, you know, two years of junior pro, then fifth, sixth and seventh grade. Okay. Who's your, uh, who's your coach in fifth and sixth? Uh, Dennis Bowser. Okay. He was our coach, coach then uh, had a, you know, we had a really, really talented team, you know, Rob Waller, Matt McCullough, um, Alan, Rodney, Alan, Rod, Rodney Roderick, yeah, Rod, Rodney Roderick was on that team. We need to change <laughs> the name of this episode. <laughs> Alan Stoltz, Alan Stoltz was actually, I would say in fifth grade, I considered him our best player. He was a little bit taller than everybody else. And, um, had that, had that left-handed, had a real, real nice left-handed shot. And we had a, we had a, we had a really good team. We get in. I always thought Dennis, I always thought Mr. Bowser did a great job of even the guys that weren't, even the guys that weren't, you know, stars, you know, that, you know, set the bench most of the time. Right. I think we got, I think we got in the game and played about every game. Yeah. Cool. You know, he, he was, he was good about getting everybody involved. Do you remember your first <laughs> yeah. basket? I do. Everybody does. Uh, it, All right. it was at the uh, uh, what Louisville tourney. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what was, that, was that? Was that the name of it? Yeah. Oh. yeah I, Louisville tournament. Yep. It yep. was in. I knew, I know it was in Louisville, but yep. uh, yeah, we played. Uh, it was in the semifinals. Uh, we're going. I think Doug Stevenson got the rebound, and then then dished it to me wide open under the basket and I put, put it up and in. So nice. thanks to Doug, thanks to Doug Stevenson for the, for the sweet assist. Doug Stevenson <laughs> yeah, having he, a good run here too. I, yeah. I think you may have, to, I may have been at that game. I know we wrote in grandpa Ray's, um, 
station wagon to uh he, he took us over to lewisville to watch the because the sixth graders is just a fifth grade tournament so grandpa ray took about three or four of us over there so i don't know if that was the night you hit the shot but i know what it was an it was an evening game i know that i know it would have yeah. been would not have been championship day because that's an afternoon game but yeah so i may have seen that we go well we got beaten the championship that was our only loss that year uh got beaten the championship game by ken mundy alma it was I, I think they were a lot better i i don't think it was close they were a lot you know pretty talented pretty talented team but but uh that was our only loss as fifth graders wow so then when you then you went to seventh grade played for coach dixon right mm-hmm. yeah now, or actually dixon was technically the eighth grade coach i think okay. uh, thomas oh you saw thomas, thomas was, okay yeah yeah was our was the was the main seventh grade coach i think i right. believe so yeah i remember right so let's let's just dive right into the controversy and i know coach dixon's going to hear about this and we brought it up during his episode but uh this is one of the one of the rough decisions coach dixon ever made um to take the guy that's the top of the free throw ladder the coveted hard fought yeah. fourth free throw ladder i'm gonna just go out on a limb and say i'm the only person probably ever at red hill junior high that won the free throw ladder during tryouts and then got cut from the team <laughs> Obviously, a very, very poor decision by Coach Dixon on that yeah, one. Obviously, right. Did that yeah. crush a young David King? Obviously, you've had a successful life, so you, you came back from it. Uh, <laughs> I was disappointed at the time. Uh, now, I guess I should say I didn't really technically get cut. Um, yeah. There was only 15 eighth-grade uniforms. So <laughs> you got it came, down to, it came down to me and Alan Walls, and it fit um, him. Yeah. So we had a one. We had a one. Oh, that's right. I remember the story. One on one, first uh, seven or eleven. I can't remember exactly what the number was. What pressure! Uh, <laughs> all the and then the seventh eighth graders like around the court watching. Everybody I'm else is watching this. I, okay, I, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming so. But. So Gary probably doesn't remember, but he may have been in the audience for this. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I was. I don't recall that. <laughs> But anyway, everybody, everybody uh, choosing sides. I don't remember if it was a close. I don't remember if it was close. All I remember is I didn't win. Uh, so I, uh, so I'm handed seventh grade uniform number twelve. I, the smallest I, uniform in the. I, 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 I pull that thing over. And it comes out. Test. <laughs> and basically, I went home and just I wasn't very happy about it. And next day, went in and turned in the uniform and said, so. Uh, that, Turned in my resignation. Possibly again. you could have been the best high school player since the bearded Terry McAdow. Had you we'll, had you been we'll able to know. I guess we'll never know. Hey, you know, Coach Dixon, <laughs> you Coach Dixon helped out a lot of people's <laughs> dreams. He crushed yours. You know, what are we gonna say? <laughs> now now I'm very intrigued by this cut here. So now were there only sixteen for the team or were there some preliminary cuts for like 17 through 25 had already been cut and you were down to this kind of like in the NFL, how you have your cut days as you get closer to finalizing your roster. I can't exactly remember the answer to that question. Um, I know I I'm, I'm guessing the only reason that I was even given the, the you know, the, the chance to play for the, you know, the uniform because I had played the last, the previous three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we had a new uh, Kevin Noble uh, was a new kid that that year um and he was better than i was uh you know he i don't think he played much but he but him moving in that year kind of threw okay. the whack and then alan walls going out he'd never played before either that 
kind of threw things out of whack. So it sounds like there may have just been 16 because otherwise he probably would just cut it from cut you know 10 kids and cut them all so right. to keep yeah. one extra than he normally would and so. we're and we're of course we're, we're joking coach dixon you probably made the right decision on, on yeah, yeah. hey while we're in junior high chip you had a, a question on our notes here that you wanted to ask dave about football yeah i for, thank you brian all of us are products of the junior league football system at uh red hill which is still thriving today I know we're going to get into your high school football career here in just a moment, but I, you know, I, I played in fifth and sixth grade and don't remember you being on the team. And then I know when I was in eighth grade, they didn't have junior pro, so you wouldn't have the opportunity in seventh grade. But uh, you didn't play junior pro football, did you, before your high school career? Not at all. I remember some of my friends, and I, I, I was thinking about this earlier. I can't remember. What, was it an organized junior pro team? Like when Yeah, you- it wasn't through the school, but it was very organized. I mean, you played – Olney and Albion and okay I, I didn't even think I didn't even know it was that organized um I remember John Putney John Phipps Matt Schrader I think they played but for whatever reason I did not I was gonna say yeah, maybe uh, that was part of the problem maybe he didn't know there was a team yeah, <laughs> maybe not but I and now I know I I know it went away a year and then it came back my yeah eighth, just gone that one my, year my eighth grade year it came back yeah um so yeah but no I never I never did play that for football. My freshman year of high school was my, was my first time ever. Okay. Ever playing football at all. So do we want to go on into the high, into the high school career then we want to go ahead and. Yeah. Well, I think let's first, let's take uh, just a break. I, I asked the guys a question and I said, um, what song reminds you the most of David King? And this is what Gary Emmons said. Yeah, I mean, definitely a David King song. What's definitely. your first memory? You hear that song, Dave? What do you think of? Uh, <laughs> driving to uh, driving to Evansville to uh, with Borja Rivas um, to insert to the single tape. Had yeah, to go to three, had to go to three different uh, three different uh, places, but finally found it at the um, what was a place by Best Buy across from the mall, Coco's Co- Coconuts. Yeah. Coconuts, that's right. Found it in there. Last last place I went. So struck out at Eastland Mall, found it there. You know, you're going into high school, you're finding yourself, you're maybe sowing your first oats that you find. You might be buying pregnant joints in the PE locker room. I don't know. (laughs) What what was that like having your mom in the school every day? Of course, Nancy King was the home economics teacher at Red Hill. And, and, and what was that like knowing that mom was going to be there all the time? Actually, first going in, I didn't think too much about it. Um, freshman, sophomore year, just really didn't, didn't really get until later in high school is when I realized that I really have to be on my best behavior. And, right. It seemed like if anything would happen with you, then word would get down to Mrs. Oh, King yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty quick from one of her students or students. I, I was, I was pretty well behaved in high school, yeah. but yeah, it, they were minor things that would get back to her. Just like well, who, like, or who has crush on. 
if I did not, uh, if I didn't do well on a test, like, you know, like a math, math was like my, was like my kryptonite as far as in, as far as academics go, I struggled. I struggled in high school to get B's. I struggled in college to, to pass, you know, yeah. just, that was just not my thing. But so if I didn't do well on a math test, she knew about it. Oh boy. Uh, before That's I great. Did. Does that come straight from the teacher? Oh yeah, straight from the teacher. Which was that sucks. Uh, Miss Brashear. Come on, Miss Brashear, uh... let the kid grow. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, but no, it you know, it was it was it was what it was. You know, it was right. Good to, have her, good to have her around, but uh... now you were a long time, as I know that that Chip not so much as as the three of us. We are especially old school wrestling fans. And uh, who's your who's your all time favorite wrestler growing up? Professional wrestler. You're gonna laugh. My favorite wrestler, my favorite wrestler as a kid was actually Tito Santana. Really? <laughs> I thought for sure we were going straight to the Hitman right there. I was going Jake the Snake because you got a Jake the Snake. Jake, shirt. Jake, I was gonna say Jake the Snake. He was he was uh, he was right up there too. He's probably number two. I never got into. I never really got into the Hulkamania yeah. aspect of things. Um, Really, really got sick of him as I got as I got older. Do you guys know why Jake the Snake would have had like knee replacement surgery down in Newburgh or wherever like four or five years ago? Um, because um, my friend Jason White, who lives in who used to live in Newburgh, he talked to Jake the Snake, Jake the Snake at the hospital there. So I don't know what his connections are, but I didn't know if you guys knew if he knowing any, knowing a little bit there. about. A little bit about Jake the Snake's history. I would say a friend of a friend gave it to him for free. Is what I'm okay. Probably uh, so. I'm guessing because he had he had hit some pretty hard times there for a while. I was gonna say it was about that time frame ago he started in a DDP yoga. Yeah, and kind of got sober. Yeah, yeah, got sober, lost a bunch of weight, and that makes sense because nothing. I couldn't think of anything that would make sense of why he ended up in Southern Indiana for his knee replacement surgery, unless he's the the best, the best uh, surgeons down there. Um, right, Dave, you, I know you guys went down to some matches real quick. We won't belabor the professional wrestling, but, uh, what was the best match you saw down <laughs> we there? Could, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we could do a whole show on this. Um, I remember the first show, it was actually myself, Gary, John Putney, David Freeman, uh, went down. This has been March of 91. Um, Ultimate Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter in a steel cage. Cage match. Robert, yeah. Robert Stadium. We were like second row. We were like second row. Was that the big? Side. Was that the big blue cage? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah 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 it was yeah yeah. Um, like Jake the Snake was there that night. Legion of Doom was there. Um, it was it, it was fun. We we ended up going. I think we ended up going to three three different shows down there. Rachel Childress was there. Rachel Childress was there. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> You obviously I, loved I went to a show with him one time. Yeah. Tell me <laughs> if I'm wrong, and I don't know why. Right when you said that, Chip, I thought, did you see the Bushwhackers? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was uh, trash talking them. Yeah, okay, I, I knew, I knew there was some, co- there was uh, some connection between you and the Bushwhackers. Yeah, so I went down there with, so I, was, so I went with David and Gary and David Freeman and Borja Rivas and <laughs> Borja was with us, wasn't he? I, yeah, Putney was there. Yeah. Too, I think, so. Oh, John Putney. Okay, <laughs> you're lucky. One of the Bushwhackers didn't bite you. 
or, or lick you. Yeah, I mean, because I was completely out of control. I saw a video. I, I saw a clip of them the other day, and uh, they came out and they were fan favorites, and and they licked a little kid's forehead in the crowd. And I'm like, boy, things have things have sure changed since since then. When a wrestler could come up and lick yeah, a child, not, we're not, not going to see anything like that for a while. Yeah, exactly. So you love professional wrestling, and then uh, you decided to take a stab at amateur wrestling so talk about that and your connection with your coaches coach Drury, coach huber and uh and wrestling for for the the red white and blue yeah i went out i did go out for the team after uh after football that um that fall um unfortunately i had broke my foot in the last very last press off game of the year um so i had to set out of wrestling practice for the first month or so uh-huh. basically I set up on the stage during practice in my cast and basically tried to absorb as much knowledge as I could, but didn't get me very far, <laughs> but, um, so you're there like during the, the height of red Hill wrestling. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a fantastic team that year. We talked about, we talked about that in the, on the 88, 89 podcast we yeah. had earlier, um, had three guys went to state that year. Um, who were those three? Say, say it again. Rink, uh, uh, Jim Worth, Darby Wagner, and Brian Wells. There you go. Yep. yep. And, and, and the guys, guys that were like, like yes, yeah, the guys records. that didn't went, go to state were very talented. Um, right. so I mean, top to top to bottom, that yeah. that Tommy was, Widener had a huge season, like JC, Bro- JC Brookhart. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, team was team is really good tell the story uh, what was it one time you tried to kick out of a pin and and coach my, Drew? my very first day of practice i was wrestling i believe either dave mcfarland or donnie schick and i was being pinned and i'd watch i'd, I'd watch wrestling all my life i knew how to get you know out how to do this go flying right off of you uh, <laughs> didn't quite work um <laughs> Jury just jury walked by, kind of looked at me, kind of shook his head and laughed. He's like, "King, cut out the WWF shit." <laughs> so, why can't? What are you supposed to do? Like, turn your shoulder? Like, yeah, it seems effective to me. Generally, if you got me, if you if you got me in that penny predicament, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't escape him too much. But there you go. Hey, uh, speaking of, let's have a little another song break. Um, we got this suggestion, I believe, from Chip. Said uh, this is a song that uh, reminds him of David King. I think that's a, uh, a, a a big hit by the group Nelson. Am I correct? Oh yeah, yes. Great. Uh, that'd be summer of summer of ninety one, right? No, that would. This would have been like winter of ninety ninety one. This was their follow up okay. to Love and Affection. Um, okay. It reminds me. This was really when I started uh, becoming. That was the fall I really started becoming closer and closer friends with Dave. And I just re- and finding this guy who loves sports and. Uh, also was into power ballads and just love love songs. So it was. Uh, so I remember cruising around with David one evening, listening to "After the Rain" on repeat. I think he, one of us, got the cassette single at Walmart that night or something. Uh, After the Rain reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 in February of '91, and the album 
that was released by Geffen Records was certified double platinum. So well deserved. Well deserved. The album spent seven uh, peaked at number seventeen. This is the album and spent sixty four weeks on the charts. So um, Ricky Nelson's kids doing a lot of great things out there for the for the youth of Bridgeport. Matthew and Gunner. <laughs> So, uh, talk about let's, let's just talk about your wrestling career as a whole, Dave. Um, what what kind of years did you have? What weight class did you wrestle? Wrestled one hundred and thirty pounds. Woo! My fr- freshman year, yeah. What? what hey, oh, Chip. So what was Gognet? I got one eighty five. Oh yeah, something like that. He, he would have <laughs> killed King like he did that yeah. deer. But you're in the Brian Wells weight class here. Now, Brian's two years older than you. Brian Wells Brian two years, two older, years than older than me, and I think he basically had his own training partner. I don't okay. as I, I oh, didn't man. remember. I and I, I and I remember everything, but I had no I had no recollection of that guy. I bet you would have if he wouldn't have had his own training partner. Yeah, I bet so. But no, my mostly trained with mostly in practice. I was with the freshman, you know. Um, Dave McFarland and Donnie Schick were about my size. Um, also wrestled Ed Zachary a lot. I think he. Oh wow! I think he was he was a senior and he was in that he was in that within ten pounds of that weight class. You know? Yeah, he's right, right next to Brian Wells in the team picture, so they were one okay. weight class apart from each other. Yeah, Dennis Hill. That would have been Dennis fun Hill. to wrestle against. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that wouldn't have been because I didn't mention him earlier. He had a great season that yeah. year. We would have to do like drills, like with other you know, with other kids, but yeah. you know, for the most part, when you're actually like practicing wrestling and whatnot, pretty well, pretty well had you with the, you know, your same, same so what weight was class your, skill set. So. so what was your weight class progression from freshman through senior year then? <laughs> <laughs> I was 130 my freshman year um, and basically gained 20 pounds then each year. So 130, okay. 150. And so 20, 70. 90. 20 pounds a year and we're now in 2021 <laughs> yep, pretty much. what are we at about four about 500 now <laughs> so by your senior year you would have been able to go you know you've been heavyweight my senior yeah. year yeah so. now did you now you didn't wrestle all four years did no, you no, I, wrestled, <laughs> I wrestled one year I was, I was miserable the entire year i was, I was behind yeah, I said I had to sit out the first month. I was behind. I didn't. I wasn't confident in it at all. Didn't hey, Chip, you're you're our statistician. Um, jot down when we do the Jim Drury episode that quote. I was miserable the entire year. <laughs> yes, I've got that right here. I think I think for the for those three months of that season, I don't think I've ever been so tired in my life. I mean, hats off, hats off to guys that were actually excelled in that sport. Yeah, it was it was physically exhausting. I bet. Yeah, I told just, my story on the PE episode. It, well, just the re- I mean, the wrestling itself is exhausting, and then after you know, and, and then basically at the the start and the end of practice, I don't know how many pushups and setups we had to do. I remember seeing you guys run the stairs in the girls' gym. I mean, that's I just remember all the time guys just running. And, and yeah. with a styrofoam cup in their hands, spitting while they were Spit, yeah. And there's like there's like spacesuits, there's like Trash silver. Suits. Yes. I'm guessing lady. you didn't do a lot of that, Dave. I, I let's see. For my I did for my I'd actually gained a little bit of weight during the season. Um when it came to it when it came time for the fresh soft tourney at the end of the season, 
I had to drop to stay at the 130. I had to drop like two pounds. And so, yeah, I was doing that. You know, the guys you would see walking around in their metallic suits and spit cups and peeing all the time (laughs) and all that. And yeah, I did. I managed to do it, but then I, I don't know. I felt weak and, let me ask you this. When when you think of somebody running the steps in those silver suits, someone comes to mind. Mine's Kevin Tucker. Who's yours? Jeremy Jackman. Kelly Tidwell. Mm, I don't have one. I don't have one come to mind. Really? So, Dave, I know you played football. You liked football. What was your favorite activity, playing football or being a super fan for the basketball team? Because you saw some good teams. Bill Evans' ears just perked up wanting the answer to this question. <laughs> Different. I mean, just I had a great time playing football. Don't get me wrong, but let's be honest. Um, we weren't too, we weren't very successful. <laughs> just for just for our listeners out there, if anybody starts an answer by let's just be honest, it's either going to be bad or funny, one or the other. Now, I mean, I have a lot of great memories. Um, lots of you know lots of good lots of funny stories to tell and whatnot but you know we let's after after freshman year which you know that wasn't we were on that team but we weren't a you know we weren't a like an integral part of that team right. by any means yeah. but um then my last three years sophomore through senior year you know we win total of two games two and 25 in your next year <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was that like dave as a freshman sophomore football player and we went on on some you know pretty good teams like were you just getting murdered in practice on a daily basis well i i hit a hit on this in the 88 88 89 podcast i'd never played football in my life you know, I'm walking in, I'm just, I'm seeing these guys, I'm seeing these guys and I'm, te- oh, I'll be honest. I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jim, Jim Morris is a nice guy. Whatnot. He was you know, he, he was a clean player and whatnot. He wasn't dirty at all, but man, you see, he could drill you. You're holding, you're holding a tackling dummy for that guy. And he gets like a 15 yard head start. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you had to try, you were trying to figure out which one was the dummy. Right. Right. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, looking back, what now? What looking back though? You know, ju- let's just let's move to junior senior year. What positions did you play um, on each side of the ball? Uh, offensive tackle um, on offense. Uh, if I played defense, defensive tackle. Okay. Uh, but uh, I didn't really play. I really didn't. I played some special teams my sophomore year. Um, not. Not enough to let or anything, but got you know got yeah. into some games now doing that. Junior year, um, lots of special teams, a um, little bit, little bit of playing time, you know, during the game. But you know, was was kind of, you know not a starter. Yeah. Well, before we get too much in, I want to backtrack for one more thing before we really get into some of the big stories from the junior senior year, because I I talked about how you did not play junior pro football you see never and you mentioned you just we never played football before when you're holding that dummy for for jimmy worth so what was kind of the what was did someone influence you was it just wanting to try new going to high school and try everything why'd you go out that ninth grade year hot babes hot babes yeah exactly uh my all my friends were 
Putney, uh, okay. Schrader, Phipps, all those guys were, were going. Um, I think it was just suggested. I like my mom basically, you know, said, you know what, those guys are playing. Why not? You know, you should give it a try. You know, if you're, you may not like it, but cool. But, uh, give it a shot. See yeah. what happens. So, yeah. And yep. so we can now thank um, for the performance we're about to talk about. And Gary, I don't know <laughs> you or Chip, which one want to take this? One of the great. We can thank Nancy King for one of the great blue-white game uh, performances of all the time. I watched it as a fan. Gary played in the game, so we can maybe tag team on this. And, so yeah, um, we can we can give different perspectives. Chip yes. watched it. Gary played in it, and I've heard about it five hundred times. <laughs> I tell you before, but I guess to set the to set this up, I think this is like the perfect encapsulation of my athletic career. Like a like a fantastic performance that meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> it must mean well, something. We're talking about it in twenty twenty one. So what yeah. what is a blue white game anyway? For those that may not know, what's a blue? We keep talking about blue white game. There might be some listeners out there that don't know what we mean by blue white game. They also call it the soap game. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I think I think that was the that was the you didn't pay to get in. I think you. Brought a bar of soap. Yeah. Was your Gatorade game. So basically, the Friday night before week one, you had an inter-squad game. So Coach Evans split up the teams, literally a blue team and a white team. And, you know, it was uh, somewhat, I mean, it, was, it was a real game. We had referees and everything. So, I mean, yeah, we played it as played it licensed as officials. Yeah, we played it as straight as we could with a scoreboard and everything. I think we played like a half of football. Then I think the fresh off maybe played – like yeah, a third I think quarter, right. I think is what we end up doing. But you know, typically these games, you don't see a whole lot of offense. A lot of times, obviously, the defense knows pretty much what's coming. They've been working on it all the time, and they know the plays too. So, I think in that game there were two touchdowns scored. I do know that for a fact, and there were at least two scored. But I think that was the only two touchdowns scored. That was, so that was the only that was the only point scored in the game. There was, yes, there was no there was no extra points. There was no two point conversions. Just those two. Just those two scores. All right, so take us through those two scores. I know you remember both of them, so I know we've kind of probably we've touched on it here and there, but let's really go deep into this blue-white game now, Dave. This is the, okay, so the, the, the definitive the description. Quarter, probably about halfway through the first quarter. I don't remember I don't remember the details as the – I was the defensive tackle. It all happened so re- fast. I don't remember the details as to why we had them pinned back on their goal line, but we did – but. They were bad. We were there. I, I'm going to say the five yard line or so. Probably an Aaron Lucan's punt. And I guess very possibly. Kelly Tucker was the was the quarterback on the opposing team. Gary was the quarterback on on my side. Um, I don't remember exactly the details of the fumble, um, but there was a fumble at about the three yard line, and I didn't cause the fumble. But I just happened to be standing in the right place at the right time just scoop that baby up and just right into the end zone untouched, untouched. <laughs> so it's 6-0 white are we white or are we blue uh, i think we were blue I okay think they, oh yeah let's go bloop all right so 6-0 blue okay so then we we kick off you know kick off they get the they get the ball back i think they must have had a pretty decent return or we had a really bad kickoff or whatnot because we're like a midfield first play you know first play from scrimmage um kelly tucker goes for the option pitch i get through the i get through the line i'm right in between him and the and the running back 
if he if he fakes me, you know, like keeps the ball, I he's I'm not gonna tackle him. He's right. <laughs> but for, for for whatever reason, he decides to pitch the ball right into right into my hands. <laughs> 50 yards later, <laughs> it's 12 to 9. That was, it was unbelievable. It was betting. It, it, reminds, it reminds me of the scene like when yeah, Josh Young's fumble return versus Mount Carmel. That was the type of scene it was. Wait, I've heard this story <laughs> several times, but did you just say 50 yards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't it know. Was... <laughs> I pictured both of these scores like, you know, five, ten yards. I didn't realize we no, went no, half no, the I, damn I, field. I got to show I got to showcase my speed. Yeah, oh. you, I mean you caught it in full stride. I mean it was gonna be tough for anyone to catch you. <laughs> so it's twelve oh. Go ahead, Brian. Story, the story's not over yet. So we got okay. More, we got one more play. So. Okay, so oh, we're shit. we've we've already you know, we're already player of the game. David King, you know, that's over. <laughs> now what happens? So Another kickoff. Um, first play from scrimmage, get it back. I, I bust through the line again. Tucker hands it off to Chad Hill. I, I stuffed Chad Hill in the back in the backfield. Like he didn't even get a chance. He didn't even get a chance to move. <laughs> I dropped him for like a five or six yard loss. Um, Terry Andrews, Andrews Insurance. He was He was one of the rest that night. And he go he. He he turned around to Coach Evans and goes, Coach, I think we got a player here. <laughs> How could you not think that? I know. <laughs> so right yeah, now, so but, we're at this point in your career, and you've now had Chuck Miller and Terry Andrews talk about the great oh, yeah. things that you can do. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was named. Uh, I was after that after that performance. I was named uh, starting defensive lineman against Casey the following week. Um, like starting left tackle and offense and. Starting defensive lineman, unfortunately. (laughs) The big old hoss on Casey, I can't remember. I I can't remember his name, how big he was. All I know know is I couldn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't because you weren't trying. I think I had one. I think I had one tackle the entire game. um, Of course, they beat us. What forty nine to six probably? Yeah, I think so. Like Bob, like Bobby, Bobby ran in a touchdown on our first possession of the game. Pretty long touchdown, if I remember, 50, 50 yards or so. Uh, I think we went up six to nothing. I think Casey ran off forty nine unanswered. So that was my uh, that was the end of my defensive career. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck on the offensive line for the rest of the year. But. Well, I can tell you, as uh, having David King as as my left tackle the entire, he he had my blindside protected all year long. I don't all I don't think, year long. Yeah, you yeah. Never, I don't, you probably you didn't give took, up any sacks. You never you never took a sack at all. No. <laughs> Not on your guy. That's great. Hey, let's take a musical break. Uh, in in the uh, what makes you think of David King songs? This one came up. Got a picture of your house. And you're standing by the door It's black and white and faded And it's looking pretty right warm What's that? That's as good as it gets right there. That's a good song. I mean, I've heard that song a lot of times that the second I hear that guitar, I am in the girls' gym at a dance. I mean, I just... Yeah. It, I, I, it, it's crazy. That's their third best song. That's the, first, that's the very first single tape I ever purchased. Really? I didn't even know there was. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a single tape. 
Wow. Yeah. Going, through, uh, going through the music section at Walmart in Lawrenceville and came, came across that. Came across that in its own little tape. It's like, what, $3 or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think obviously we talk about sports a lot on this show, but you're obviously a very smart person. You went to the University of Illinois. Talk about Scholastic Bowl. Uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with Scholastic Bowl. Um, Chip, you know, Chip was on that. Chip was in that with me. Yeah, that my senior year I played when David was a junior. That was another thing that kind of uh, brought us together as friends. And um, who was the, thirty years later? Who was your coach on that day? Mister and Mrs. Gifford. Okay. Uh, we're, we're the, we're the coaches on that, but two fantastic. It seems people. like we, we had some home meets, but it seems like we had a lot of, seems like we traveled a lot. Seems like we went to Noble a lot. We had at yeah, least two they, matches there, which was they must have not wanted to come to Red Hill, which is great. Cause I always remember, cause we, we do those and we come back and either in Olney or Mount Carmel, we'd always eat at racks. Yep. Awesome. We played a floor. So the floor and noble matches, you got to eat at the only racks and anything down south, you had the Mount Carmel racks. The Giffords loved the racks as much as we did. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, I was on, I was, my specialty categories were the sports, the history, geography, stuff like that. Uh, Chip and me overlapped a little bit on the, on the sports, but. Yeah, sometimes we were never in there. We were not in at the same time. We would replace yeah. each other because um, right. that was kind of – we were there to get the sports because there was always a sports question every time. So, yeah, yeah. so we were in there to um, I wasn't grab much, those questions. As we, as we touched on earlier, I wasn't much help in, in the math department. Uh, it seems like a lot of math questions, but – but you didn't need to be. You had specialty, yeah, you know. I had, I had my specialty, so. Now, Dave, I've got a question for you. This is a classic bowl question from the 91 season in a dual match with Flora oh, there shit. in the study hall. This is a, a question from that night. Okay. I pulled up um, the, that forum here. Who was the ninth president of the United States? William Henry Harrison, for sure. Yeah. No hesitation. No hesitation. And that is kind of a running joke with with with, with King. Like there were always William Henry Harrison. Oh, really? All the time. And King was never beat to the buzzer on any William Henry by his own teammates or the other team. I mean, you must have had ten William Henry Harrison questions that season. Seems like a lot. <laughs> now, how did that? How did that work? Did each everybody have their own individual like buzzer? Or yeah, yeah. You had five on each side. You had your captain in the middle. Which Emily Hartz was our captain that right, year. Right, but I'm talking the buttons. Do we have a big button like you push, or do we have a little hand? A little hand thing like on Jeopardy. Okay. It was all plugged into like that one machine that was sat on yeah, the table. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I'd always be on one of the end seats. I'm sure David sat on the end too because we would not help with the math questions. Right. You need your math people in the middle. <laughs> basketball. You, I mean, you're a super fan in basketball, and and you saw some great teams play and saw some big games. What what was some sure. of the what was some of the big moments that you can remember from that? Uh, the biggest, I'll, I'll never forget my senior year, that, that team that, you know, got beaten the sectional championship. Mm -hmm. I'll ne we, we talked about this when, um, when we had Matt McCullough on, um, you know, last, last summer, uh, I'll never forget the 41, the zero run they went on, mm -hmm. um, against Oblong yeah, mm -hmm. at, at, at unbelievable. Yeah. um, that I'll, I'll never forget being, uh, ranked. They were ranked number one in the tri-state top 10. Uh, going into the Carmi, Carmi Invitational Tournament, and I think it was a Car Carmi is the team to beat him, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that sounds right. Is that Gwaltney? 
Well, Fairfield. they they had, uh, Fairfield ended up winning it, but uh, that that tournament, but um, it was uh, Carmine knocked off Red Hill, and then I think Fairfield beat Carmine then in the in the championship game. Yeah. Uh, the, winning the you know breaking through winning the regional um, was amazing. You know, yeah. we've been waiting we've been waiting a long time for that. Unfortunately, you know that's that sectional championship. You know, just another line of. Red Hill heartbreaks. Um, I don't think that. I don't think we could have played any better in that game. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, this Kylie Gwaltney happened. Yeah. Just, I mean, he just he was amazing. He just had an amazing. He was a, an amazing player to begin with, and then he got hot, and you know, just there's really nothing. Yeah, McCullough, the best Red Hill player while you were there. In my high school time, I Brandon has to be the best player okay. overall. Um, Matt had an incredible senior year, though. They were just different. Right. They were just yeah. different players. Yeah, so in your class, Matt McCullough and Rob Waller were kind of the two right. leaders. And, and, you know, Eric Mosby, Brian Havel was a deep class with lots sure. of uh, – and, and, and Brandon and uh, D – and got to mention D Holloway. Yeah, I mean, he was a he was a – Fantastic sure. player. Yeah. And Lance and Stacy would have been there when you were freshmen. So you pretty much the year four years, you some of the greatest of all time were, we were there. Some, we had some great teams. That's and, awesome. And it, even that, you know, my sophomore year, the 89-90 team uh didn't get it, it doesn't get as much acc- accolades, but they still had a solid season. Yeah, almost won a regional. Yeah, well, you know, they weren't they weren't bad by any means. I think they had no. a winning, I think they had a winning record. Yep. Yep. Just not, you know, not quite years, the, 16 wins, I think. Yeah, not quite the success the other teams had, but, you know. Well, if I you, can say, you know, going back and probably looking back on it, I have probably regrets of not playing basketball a couple of years, but I don't know that people had or anybody had as much fun as we did going to those games, oh, yeah. the away game, yeah. and uh, cheering on the, the teams. I mean, it was just a blast being kind of like super fans. It was so cool. And I mean, and you, I know I never miss Dave. I'm t- we're talking Dave's junior year here, Gary's sophomore year, my senior year. I know I didn't miss a game that entire season. Uh, and you guys would ride with me to all the away games. So you may have not missed the game either. If um, I missed the game, it was because I was sick. That'd been the yeah. only. Re- that'd been the only reason why I would have. And then the next year, my freshman year in college, when Dave was a senior and Gary was a junior. Um, I went to every and never missed a game that year either. Yeah, so yeah. those were two solid years of yeah, um, for following sure. those teams. And then of course I'll never, you know, then I'll never, I'll never forget, you know, even my freshman year of college, um, you know, cause I did couldn't make it to every game that year, but watching Gary's team, um, you know, I got down and watched them as much as I could. Um, I'll admit, I'll remember the beating Lawrenceville in the Capitol classic. That was a fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was home for the when they beat when you beat Flora at home. Um, that was that was a great game. Was home for the re, was home for the regional championship. Home for the sectional champion or no? I I did not go to the regional championship, but I was home for the sectional championship. Cool. And of course, and then of course was there for the stomp. Regional championship is uh, on YouTube. If you want to go check that out, the Chip Jamerson YouTube page, you can check out that Lawrenceville Red Hill regional title. That was the game at that wasn't that game at Olney. Yeah. 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 I can't. I can't remember why I. I don't know why I didn't go to that. It was a Saturday night game too. It wasn't even a school day. <sighs> Off the line, you I, probably I, had a fraternity 
barn something barn dancer every call maybe in the line home game in orange crush maybe was not there so as we wrap up um wrap up let's wrap up high school real quick if you could have traded places with one player in one sport in one moment who would it be and when we're talking that red hill yeah or Carmi, I guess. Or Fairfield, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Good question. It would have while well, he's thinking, it would have been cool to you to be carried around on your shoulders like Kylie Gwaltney was swinging the Fairfield flag. <laughs> so and that would have been a good place to be <laughs> if you're a... <laughs> I'll get I'll I'll go with Brandon, I I guess. Looking at you know, from an unathletic guy looking at him that seemed like everything he did was effortless um seemed like he excelled at every sport that he tried and it it was pretty much right so i mean i'll just from little from little league on through fifth and sixth and junior high and high school um i would say since baseball was my sport i'm gonna say if i could have played baseball like him and i mean he was still good through high school but I've never seen such a dominant force on a little league. <laughs> Just <field>. hitting bombs. <laughs> as that as that kid was. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go with him. You went up to U of I. You were in the Orange Crush there, so you, you kept up your um, uh, your super fandom. That's uh, my, my Red Hill School Spirit Award uh, was one of the uh, was one of the things I broke out in my in my Orange Crush interview um, to get accepted into it. So and it worked. That's awesome. Oh, is this? So. I was, uh, I was, yeah, I said my freshman, sophomore year, I stayed, I was right second row, right behind the basket. Cool. And, and I, and I thank Dave for, um, allowing me, it was during spring break. So there was open seats in the orange crush, letting me sit with him to watch, uh, the fab five at Michigan five, yeah. that night. It, oh, I think wow. it was the night after the Staunton, the night after the Staunton game, actually. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was kind of in the, in yeah. the dumps up, but yeah. Oh, I mean, it, just, it was, it was incredible. I mean, the, the size and strength of Chris Weber that you don't realize watching on TV when you're <laughs> 10 feet away from him down there in the orange crush. So a lot yeah, that of was great. A- I saw a lot of great games. Those, those two years, uh, that, you know, that game comes to mind, Indiana with Calvert Cheney. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's, what was the guy's name? Eric Anderson. Yep. 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 Um, I think I I think Illinois I, I think Indiana ended, ended up winning that game. That was of I'll course. never forget the, the Andy Kaufman shot to beat Iowa. Um, what a night! Still, probably my favorite my favorite sporting moment. Um, you know, in college, yeah, you know him hit him hitting that three pointer from the from the five second line with less than a second to go. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, crowd. Crowd rushed the floor, so oh, yeah. um, yep. did you were did, one, you were, did David King rush the floor? I was standing in the center court, high, t- yeah. <laughs> big solid high ten with uh, Illinois bench warmer Mark Davidson's. <laughs> nice. Um, hey, let's take our last. What song reminds you of David King? Break. Def Leppard has played a large portion of your life, haven't they? Oh yeah, Def Leppard Hysteria album. I think I wore out. I think I wore out two two of those cassette tapes. 
had to get had to get a third one. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's impressive. That's pretty impressive. I've never yeah. wore, I've never worn. I've heard about it. But I've never worn out of tape. <laughs> but uh, I'll throw I'll throw a, I'll throw an honorable mention in there to "Here I Go Again" by White Snake. That was a that was a huge huge favorite song of mine there in the late '80s and bam, through today. So. So I'm probably going to edit that out because I hit the wrong one, but I, I didn't know there was an 82 version until that one uh, Facebook no. page. Nope, I didn't either. I think I discovered I discovered it like within the last 10 years. I never knew it was never knew it was actually like released. Like, that, was, uh, like, that was a really good like, move five years later to remake the song. Yeah, yeah, much better. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous move. Mm-hmm. Like I say, we'll probably edit that out, but uh, I, I hit Here I Go Again, and it was this terrible 1982 <laughs> version. Did you play any intramural sports or anything at U of I, Dave? Uh, not really. Did a, I tried flag football a couple times, but was absolutely awful. And I'm sure if you had to interview for flag football. Yeah, we know what like would have come up. The, yeah, like you did for the Orange Crush. You would have had a resume was, uh, builder on there, too. The fraternity I was in, we, we sported the team, and I committed so many, like, penalties because uh, you had to have your hands behind your back blocking. Oh, God. And I, mean, I, would, I, was, I was inevitably not... I could, I could just see that intramural football application uh, with Terry Andrews as his his main reference. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so Dave, you're you're back home in Lawrence County. You live on the on the King Farm there, south of town. Um, what are you doing now, like athletically and stuff? Or are, are you? I know you're a runner. On 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 again, off again, runner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got into running uh, about five years ago. Um, did a half marathon with Chip to in April of 19. Um, was training for one. Was training for the same race last year. Um, got canceled when COVID shut everything down. Of course, I went the opposite. I did the opposite direction of what you should have done when you're just going to be at home. Um, I just quit running completely. So <laughs> now, now I'm trying to now I'm trying to get back into it and uh, starts and stops and. Try, trying to get there but it's, yeah uh, yeah i've got to give dave credit he trained very hard for that half marathon in april of 2019 as he'd never run a half marathon before and he wanted to break two hours and he came in under two hours so uh did a great awesome. job uh, i couldn't uh he i think it was like 159 12 or something like that nice. and i was 159 25 i believe so at the he pulled away from me i mean because I mean, we're competitive. When it gets out there, we're not going to finish together on the race. I mean, we're going to try to beat each other. So he pulled away from me, and I couldn't catch him. So great run that day by Dave. That was a, that was a cold finish to that race. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. So this was Great. our first uh, first Meet the Host episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Gary, Chip, you got anything else uh, more for Dave? Well, I'd just say one of, one of our best buds. I'm still so happy as an adult. We still get to hang at times, and... You know, looking forward to we can go out again and, uh, you know, just a good dude. Yep. So glad I, I mentioned a couple times to the podcast. So glad that sports and music, my two, my two passions kind of brought us together as, as friends back in high school. And like I say, still just as good, if not, if not better friends 30 years later. Same things keep, keep us going now. So. 
Yep, that, that's right. That's right. Hey, uh, Gary, before we get into our wrap-up, do you want to uh, go ahead and just talk about um, what we've got coming up on our next show? When you talk about uh, Red Hill legends and uh, just icons in the Red Hill world, we're really excited that we're going to have Coach Fred Kendall as our next guest. Uh, like I said, we're still locking down dates, but you know that's going to be a really good one. Yeah. And, uh, I think Coach Kendall's just a guy that had an amazing, amazing record, and he had some he had some rough teams after '93, but he also had a few more good ones after that too. And uh, I think he's a guy that a lot of people may not know that well and may not understand coach Kendall. And so I, am really excited to get to talk to him again. Yeah. I think that'll be, be a lot of fun. And I know Chip and Dave with, with your super fandom during that time, I'm sure you're looking forward to that as well. Oh yeah. Huge, huge fan of coach Kendall. I can't wait to get him on the show. He had an incredible, incredible run there from 89 to 93. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave, before we do the wrap up, I want to ask you a trivia question. What president died of either typhoid or pneumonia and uh, 31 days into his presidential term. That'd be William Henry Harris. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) They tried to – I was watching Jeopardy a couple weeks ago. Um, Tried to throw one past you? They tried to throw it past me. Didn't didn't work. Didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is one of – That tour of Grassland over in Vincennes, uh, like in fifth grade, it's just stuck with me for life. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Kind of become one of my favorite things we do on the show is we kind of wrap up – Chip, uh, we talked about Randy McAdow. Yep. We talked about uh, the next Chuck Miller. The 82 Cardinals. We didn't talk about P.J. Devon. We did not. Talked about the Bushwhackers. Fantastic t-ball player. Yeah, Dave was a big P.J. Devon fan as a kid, so I was trying to get that story out of him when I was talking about growing up in the country and trying to get the P.J. Devon story, but my interviewing skills are not there yet to pull out those answers. Maybe on part two. (laughs) Yes. We talked about Captain Emily Hartz of the Scholastic Bowl team. Yes. The long road trips to Noble for many uh, Scholastic Bowl games. We talked about racks. We did talk about racks. We talked about Ed Zachary. We talked about Alan Wallace again. Dennis Bowser. Alan Stoltz. The Fab Five. Gunnar Nelson. Doug Stevenson's assists in basketball. Rodney Roderick, of course. Of course, yeah. Here we go again with Rodney Roderick. The hottest <laughs> guy in podcast. Rodney. <laughs> Chip Jamerson's YouTube channel. Check that out. <laughs> Well, let's wrap it up, boys. That was a lot of fun getting our first meet the host in. And, and uh, I think David King even surprised how much interesting things he had to say. So I don't f- about, I figured we had about five minutes of coverage. But, uh. Don't forget, let Gray's, Andrew's Insurance Agency, Tyler Griffith's Pizza House, and Stacy and the gang at People's State Bank that you heard about them right here on the Old School Red Hill Podcast. On behalf of the writers, producers, directors, Chip Jamerson, Gary Emmons, David King, and I am Brian Emmons. And don't forget, we are Red Hill. Jay Myerick on drums. Susan Wright on alto sax. Gail Paddock on flute. Brian Cummins on something in the back, like a trombone, maybe. I don't know.
I mentioned him on the one that uh, was it the music episode. Who was the other? Who was the other drum player? Whitney Kerchie, Pat Bridget. Pat Bridget. Yeah. Pat Bridget yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was great when Brian Cummins would have his JV basketball uniform up on the stage playing his instruments. That's why I thought of Brian Cummins. 